Hi there, my name is Michael White. And my name is Anthea Morfetis. For those of you who don't know us, I am a public speaker and I also do one-on-one coaching. And myself, I'm an author and a mindset coach. We're here today to bring you guys our podcast, which we enjoy very much called Love and Relationship Conversations. Um, We've decided to partner up together to educate people on how to have a relationship with themselves, how to have a relationship with others and get the relationships that they deserve and desire. And how we go about doing that is creating content for you guys that you will enjoy. And we're completely passionate about what we're doing we love what we do because of our own experiences in life and myself and Michael have known each other for a a good seven years and we've had many conversations about relationships and hence why Love and Relationship podcast was born and we welcome you to this podcast and we hope you completely enjoy. Okay we're going to be going live in like a second. Okay. I think we're live. Yeah, we we're are live. live. Um, <laughs> hey, guys, it's been a while since we've done the podcast. Uh, but, you know, we said that we would bring a guest and a gift. I would say she's both. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, you know, on this podcast today, you know, one of the things that I've noticed that we've never discussed is how to balance your work, relationship, and business. Because I've noticed that with people, some area of their life suffers. Because either their their marriage or relationship suffers, their work suffers, or their business suffers. Somewhere suffers because they can't pay attention to all these things at once. So I took it upon myself to do some research and say, who, who on my list is really good at doing this? And I found somebody, Christina hey. Moore, who's really good at doing this. So what happens is, is guys, we're going to pick her brain of how she's been ha- able to have a successful 14-year marriage. There's a big difference. There's being married and there's happily married. She's happily married. So we're huge difference. Exactly. Huge, huge huge difference. difference. (laughs) So we're actually going to talk to her to pick her brain to figure out like how have you been able to have success for a 14 year marriage? So Christina, we're going to let you. We're going to let you tell your story. We're going to pick your brain and we're going to have fun. So why don't you tell the audience your story, how it all got started for you? Oh my gosh. Okay. Hello, everyone. First of all, thank you so much for having me on this podcast. I'm honored to be here, um, that you thought of me um, very much. And I I have, I don't even know where to start. So you interrupt me, you know my, my story a little bit, but I'm originally from Germany. And I met my husband um, while he was stationed there. He was in the military. Um, he was uh, in the army. So um, that was in 2004. And I thought I would never leave my country, let alone the city, the the small town that I lived in. So that was a big, big move on my part. Um, but yeah, since I met him, like I, you you think of it like the love, the rose-colored glasses. That's mm-hmm. how I move through life. Like all the decisions, everything was like, does it feel right? Yes, it's because I'm I'm with him, and um, it was so easy. And it sounds funny to actually leave my country, my family, my friends, um, because I knew, you know, I was going to be with him and I was going to be able to build something incredible. Um, and can, and I, focus. can I stop you there for a second? Just because you've just given something really juicy in that, the fact that you felt so at ease. So for my first question to you is, did you just know he was the one for you? Yes. So a uh, funny story, actually. Um, do you know those movies, those high school movies when they dance yes. and at the end, like in the middle and all the, the, the light is on them and only yes. on them? Yes. So we were, we met in a club, right? Uh, wow. <laughs> okay. I didn't <laughs> know that. Okay. Let's start there. Um, and he walked in, into the club and it was like this light was on him. And I wow. saw him, I need to meet this guy. And then it turns out that our my friends were also his friends and so we met that night and that is destined destined to be if you ask him it's also funny because uh in germany um 
you have to be 18 to get into a club, but there are a lot of people that go in when they're younger, just because back in the day, not not, not now. Yeah, now you you need you need a hundred IDs to get into a club yes. now. <laughs> yes. Um, but I looked like I was 12, even though I was 18. So he had no interest in me. <laughs> I had to work to get his attention. Wow. <laughs> he was like, I, I can't, like, she's cute and all, but she's 12. Like, I can't do that. She's 12. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. But wow. And then. So just to carry on from that into what you was originally saying, so you just said from there it was like ease and flow and it was like a thing of, um, does this feel right? Yes. Does this not feel right? No. So do you want to go a little bit deeper into that? So I always, um, so we met 2004 and in 2006, he actually got the orders to come back to the States. And I don't know what you know about military, but if you're not married, you don't have get any information. You're you're basically nothing. You don't count. Right. Um, so my biggest fear, of course, was like he leaves and I have no way of knowing if he ever reaches out again. Like he can tell me a lot of things. And the background is like I was a very straightforward person. I did everything that you should be doing. You should go to school, you should go to college, get a job, all of those things, right? I wasn't adventurous at all. Like I said in the beginning, I, I would have stayed in my town. I would still be there if I hadn't met him, probably. Um, so all of that not knowing, but I knew the moment, like, and he, if you ask him, he also said um, that he wasn't sure if he's going to call me because he didn't want to mess up my path. He didn't want to ruin, you know, the the whole um, professional career that I had ahead of me because of that but I was never worried about it because I knew whatever I can start over it's fine I, I know myself um, and the moment he touched he landed here in Texas actually back then um, he called me right from the airport and I'm like yep seal done deal I'm good like that's all I needed that little sign but I just believed and um you know, so many people want to manifest something or uh, try to, to make it happen, make it happen. And, and they force it. Right. Yes. I, and I always come back and I know that it doesn't really help because there's no formula. There's no written something steps that you have to follow. Um, but it all comes back down to like, what do you want? Like figuring out what you want in life what your values are in life and if anything you're doing no matter if it's the relationship if it's the work if it's a business you're starting does it align with all of those things and if even like one thing is is not really you would have to compromise to do it it mm -hmm. doesn't make sense like it That's won't it. work out in the long term it just doesn't it's not going to feel right and if at some point it's going to feel forced and then you're going to be stuck and, and you're trying and peddling and trying to get forward and move on but you won't be able to you create um, a resistance don't you a yes. huge resistance within that where exactly. people think that if they push 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 then they're going to get the manifestation but actually the manifestation is in your actual journey too and it's following those little signs those little nudges and those feelings along the way and stay into your core values like you said because if you're out of your core values then it doesn't, it can crumble very easily. It's like a downward spiral, isn't it? Because you're not, I mean, I believe that any path you take is your, becomes your path. You can make it be what you want it to be, but it's got, it will all, it will all eventually connect with your higher purpose as such. So just because you turn left and not right, it doesn't mean you're not going to end up on the right path of the right of the right side, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, as long as you're following, staying true to who you are and what you're about. And the beauty of what you're saying, Christina, is that you're saying you knew yourself. You already, you stated that already, you knew yourself. So anything that's, so you moving away from your town, you knew that actually I can do this. I know myself. And I think that's such a key component to getting into a relationship or starting a business or whatever it whatever the the subject at hand is but i think 
I don't know if you agree, that's probably one of the biggest uh, key points in there to know what you're about. Like you said, be clear on where you're going, what you're doing, right? Yes, a hundred percent. And I wouldn't say, you know, at 18, 19, 20, I didn't know everything and, and things no. change over time. You figure that out, right? Um, what what fits best. Sometimes you have to try things out and it just doesn't work out and then you know. Um, I, I love that. Like, you don't make mistakes, Sarah. You don't fail. You don't make mistakes. You only learn from them. And if you don't, then that is the mistake you're making. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Story. And, again, and, and again, I hope some people extract this very greatly. She was willing to jump on a man's program. He had a program. He was like, I'm in the military. This is who I am. She was like, I need to get to know this guy. And she jumped on his program. She was willing to move, to go be with him, all of it. And you don't, and that's the thing. I always try to tell women, jump on a man's program, but jump on a man's program who has a plan. Yes. <laughs> because a lot of the time yes. he's jumping on a man's <laughs> program and he doesn't have a plan. And then she's like, well, where are we going? He's like, oh. And, but I love her story because she's like, this guy's in the military. He's well put together. And she was willing to take the risk to jump on his program, but there wasn't <laughs> any risk because you see, he created uh, what I like to always tell men and women is if you can make a woman feel very safe, she will move heaven and earth with you. Yes. Yes. And, and I take it that's the feeling that was that you had was a safe, secure um, feeling as a woman, right? Especially at 18. 18 is a young age. I've got, I've got a 21-year-old daughter and she's in a relationship. And I think, oh, man, you're so young. But actually... Like she just knows she's like with she's jumped on his program he has a plan they both have a plan actually and actually it makes me a smile because i can see that she's doing exactly what you're just expressing there like she's following to sit to say she's listening to herself and like you said she knows herself but she doesn't know Obviously, at that age, you, you get to know more and more. And even today, look, I'm 43 and I still get to know things about myself. I don't think that ever stops. I think that's a that's the forever going journey of life is getting to know bits and pieces about you. And yeah. Yeah. And you change over time, too. You have different seasons, right, where you have different priorities, different things are important. Um, but the core, your core true self is gonna always be there. Like you're not gonna go from um, I love integrity to I don't care how I make money. Like it, right. it's not gonna shift like that, not right? That's true. So I'd love to hear more of the story. So you came to Texas with him. After four years of a long distance relationship, and I wanna point that out too. Yes, it's yes. about relationships, right? Um, this is not the Prince Charming story that everybody like thinks about. Okay. We had problems, especially when you do long distance relationships. And I can tell you, um, so he he left in 2006 and right then and there, he deployed like two months later. Now, I never did a deployment with anyone, let alone him. So I did not know what happened. And today, everybody's spoiled because back then they still lived in tents. They lived somewhere in the desert. They had no phones, no computer, no nothing. So... I didn't know what to expect. I didn't hear from this man for eight weeks. Wow. Crazy. I was like, you know, all the thoughts that, that you think was like, oh, he's, and this was he's just during me. the relationship, not that during, was the, during the relationship. Yes. Wow. Now, I'm like, he's dumping me like, or did he get killed? Like, I wouldn't know. Cause I'm just the, the uh, girlfriend. Right. Um, all those things. And eight weeks into it, he finally is like on a satellite phone that he took from his boss. Like, hey, I'm, I'm alive. Everything's good. You know, like two minutes. that was it. That's all I got. Right. And then we we actually wrote letters like back in the wow. 40s for a while. So it it was not like it was a struggle. Easy. Yeah, it, it wasn't easy. And I and that's another point, like nothing that's worth it will be easy. Like you have to look at like the long-term again, what you want, and then you have to work for it. It's not just going to happen because he's another person too. And he changes. And I did not know, you know, military wise where he was. I had no idea what that looked like. So I have to 
relay on him, rely on him in, in telling me or giving me the information what he needs. And I think that's also a big thing. And one of the one of our secrets, so to speak, is I think that we always said we are a team. Like we make a decision as a team. It doesn't matter if it's, you know, where we're going next. Like every time he came down with orders, he was like, he sat me down and we sat in the kitchen and we talked about it. There wasn't a lot that he could do about it, but he still told me and, you know, um, asked me how I felt about it and all those things. He now, took your opinion into account and he took how you feel yeah. and what you thought about it into yeah. account where it becomes exactly what you said. It becomes teamwork. But right? then he trusted it, whatever decision he would make would always be the best one for you. For all of us. For, yeah, for, for all us, of you guys. A, yeah. That's what's going on. Even though, like, um, it was, <laughs> there were many times, like two more times, where he had to go to South Korea. And it was a decision we could go as a family, so to be there with the family. But it would have meant that we would stay there for two or three years. And not knowing what, you know, to expect, um, how we, we had a little daughter at that time. Um, she was about, what, a year old. Um, so not knowing how all of that would work. Um, so we decided to make, you know, to be apart again for a year. Um, but it was a decision that we both made. And it's not like something we just decided on the spot or he decided for me or I decided without him and you know, jumped on it and said, oh, I'm going to go home or I, I can't be without you, whatever. And I think that's also, I think, a little bit unique to us that, or for me, like I can only, if you're a military spouse, um, all I hear about is always, oh, my man is always deployed or they are on training and they're 24-7. Like they can get a call in the middle of the night and they would have to leave. And you don't know where, when, how long, whatever. Um and my mindset, I think that's also big in general, like your mindset and, and how you think about things and not take everything so serious and personally. Um, but I always thought about it when also when he deployed, okay, now I have nine months a year that I can work on myself, that right. I can, you know, be better, that I can grow, that I can do all those things and, and also be proud of me and, and show myself that I can do this, mm. you know? And what a flip of a mindset to do that. The difference, if you had two couples, yourself and another couple, let's say, and you've taken that mindset and the other couple and the woman taken the mindset of, oh, he's left me. I don't know, I feel like really feeling insecure, telling all her friends, phoning people like, I can't deal with this. I need him to come back. I can't, I don't know what to do with myself and just wallowing in it. And yeah. like that would could possibly cause the relationship to break down massively because that that woman is not holding her own while he's not there. She's then seeing things through the lens of I'm a victim in this situation mm -hmm. rather than I am I am his woman and I want to make the best for myself too. So we come together loud and proud together, right? So that that attitude and that mindset, I love it. I love it. Brilliant. It's not thank about, you. like you said, um, th thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> be that victim, but also like blaming him. He can't do anything yes. about it. It's his job. Right. You realize yeah. that even though you realize it, it's still another another um, thing to actually live it and, and be able to deal with it. But you learn yeah. that. Was I mad at first? Of course. Like I said earlier, like I, I was so mad when he didn't call when he was deployed and he didn't call me for eight weeks. I was like, what are you, what, what? <laughs> like how yeah. dare you, right? Like, are we in a relationship? Like, what is this? Like, what's going on here? Yeah. And you took, and you like, can I just say, there's a point here where you were saying earlier on, you took at that point and you took it personally, yeah. right? It was a personal when actually you realize once you spoke with him, it wasn't a personal thing. It was just, this is what it's about, right? But you yeah. was learning. And then, and that's the, another thing on that is that, you know, the other deployments that followed, they actually had phones, they had computers, um, but it was usually a, a community room where they had to stand in line and you get 30 minutes and be on the yeah. computer, right? Um, at certain points in the day. And he, I, I also took that very personally at first that he was like, 
I'm not going to stand in line for that. Like, I'm going to call you when I can or I write an email when I can, but I'm not going to stand in line for that. And I knew at the time we had friends that, you know, their husbands were deployed with my husband and they were like on, on video chats, like every day it seemed like, and they were talking for an hour on the phone and all those things. And I'm like, yeah, got an email yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I, I was like, that is not what I imagined. Like, this is not the romance that I know from the Cinderella story and all of that. Right. See, that is my question that I was going to ask because a lot of people, and again, I hope people are paying attention. You see, there's a, there's a Disney narrative that a lot of women have. And then as Christina said, it didn't match what the Disney fairy tale was. Can you explain more of that? Yeah, well, yes. Um, uh, let me finish that real quick. Like Go ahead. Um, that. So I thought like I wanted the same thing. <laughs> I thought I wanted the same thing. But that would have also meant because of the time difference that I needed to be on a computer at my phone. And we didn't have those smartphones that we have nowadays. So I needed to be at a phone actually and wait for him. And I'm like, well, now I can't do what I want to do. Like now I have to be always there. This That doesn't make any sense. So he has, he needs to struggle. I need to struggle. Like that's, that. no, that's BS. So um, again, we talked about it and he explained it to me. He's like, you... I don't want to be reminded what I'm missing by constantly seeing you. Like that just makes me sad. And I'd rather concentrate on the mission and be in this. I, you know, checking in with you and, and doing all of this, but I, I can't because otherwise it's, uh, I, I will lose it. And I'm like, thank you. That, that like that communication. And that needs to be from both sides. Like me bringing up, Hey, I, I need more or, but him saying, Hey, I can't give it to you for those reasons. And then you, you have to, you have to understand it because um, you don't want to make the other person um, be miserable. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, about <laughs> the Cinderella story, like I, <laughs> I grew up the same thing. Like I thought, you know, Prince in Prince Charming on a white horse would come right in, pick me up at 18 and everything would be great. <laughs> oh, he just came in a military jacket. That's all. But <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> a little greener, but yeah. Um, so not, it, it was nothing like that. Nothing like the story, nothing you see in movies. Everything's always great in movies. There is no struggle. There's always a, um, yeah, there's some struggle, but in the end they always get it. And it's not always a happy ending. I can't tell you how many times we were sitting there and thinking about, would it be better to get divorced even before having kids? Right. Right. And that's also another point we discussed is that we we need to be on the same point and it can't be worth just staying together to because of the kids or um we're gonna have a kid to stay together to make it work mm-hmm. like it's not a fix like you need to be on the same page and there were times where we you know were talking about that and and thinking about what the options are but in the end um we always again remind ourselves like what we have in the other person i think it's like almost becomes like a I'm going to say that just because I had it at work the other day, a, a SWOT analysis, like what are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? What are the threats for the relationship and what are the opportunities and where you want to go? And if you align and where you see yourself in the future, then, and your path is together and you, you, you just, even if there are, you know, in the way you, you just have to constantly talk about it and then jump over them together but you can leave your partner behind. Like even um, when I said earlier, when I was growing and I'm very into personal development and I knew that I grew ahead of him like the last time he was deployed because I went to seminars and did events and read books and podcasts and all of the things. And I was talking about things and he's like, what are you talking about? I have no idea, like calm down, right? Um, And he, I know that he, you know, he sometimes thinks that he's holding me back, but I I wouldn't be with him if I even thought that if there's like even a, a tiny chance of that. Um, no way. I'm gonna ask the question. How did you get away from the Disney fairy tale narrative? <laughs> it was just the hard real truth of like you either, especially like with moving to a different country, I had to swim or drown because <laughs> mm. there was yeah. there was no one like in Texas even. 
there was, we didn't know anybody. He didn't know anybody. He just got there. Um, it's a completely military town. So there's not even like a community, stable community at all there. Um, everybody moves all the time. Um, and it's really hard to build long-term relationships. So uh, my family not being there, his family not being there, it's, it was either like, you, you're going to make this work or you're going to have to go back home. And that was not an option because I saw the possibilities and the, you know, the opportunities that are out there. And I'm, I wasn't willing to give that up. And I think that's, that's also a thing that you should think about. Like, yes, you have pain, you're going to have pain to, to get through the, the pleasure. Um, but then how much more, how much bigger is that pleasure in the end? Well, I like what you said, because it's like dealing with like fantasy and reality. And when the two clash, one of them's going to fall. Yeah. You're either going to keep believing in fantasy or you're going to like accept reality for what it is and say, okay, it's nothing like the movies. There's actual work that needs to be done. There's actual effort and trials and all these things that you're going to have to do. I have to let go of the Disney fair narr narrative. Yes. And I mean, it's great to watch them and, and get that good feeling, you know, absolutely but then you've <laughs> <laughs> you got to know it's a film that someone wrote directed yeah. for the audience for everybody to be drawn into it and yeah and it's programming isn't it it's a program yeah. it programs you to believe a certain thing and when it comes to your reality I suppose that's why so many people end up in deep depression throughout a relationship because they expect something completely because it doesn't match their doesn't match it's no it like, doesn't match I always yeah. tell women you're not going to find the 50 shades guy. Like, I'm sorry. You're just not like, no. you might want to, he looks desirable on the screen. All the, yeah. but in reality, relationships are not based on, on that at all. I definitely don't want to find the 50 shades guy. That's for sure. <laughs> Thank you. I'm, just, you know what I mean? I'm out. Like, the popularity of the ideal of the guy. Yeah. Like, yeah. People start to believe that's the type of guy I want, but it's like reality. It doesn't, it doesn't work. Yeah, and in, in movies and in books or wherever, like you see that snippet of time where they're happily ever after, but you yeah. don't really see that happily ever after. You don't see the day-to-day. -day. You only get that struggle. Um, and the day-to-day -day is like I like right now it was um we were we were in such a good routine with him being gone and me being on my own with the kid and um making it work, whatever. I'm great. Uh, and now we're the opposite. We both work from home and we see each other 24 seven. Wow. <laughs> that was another, you know, struggle to overcome. Yeah, it must be. Like, that is the ideal. Like, what are you talking about? And we're like, no, like, can we get a vacation like separate from each other? That would be Yeah. Weird. You know, I suppose because you've been so used to having your own space, he's been, yeah. and I suppose having his own space was slightly different because he's doing things that we wouldn't even. No, I mean, no, yeah. I, I mean, I know I would never be able to deal with. Go if you put me into the army, I think I'll just go and dig a hole and just cover myself and stay there because I wouldn't cope. <laughs> but men can cope, <laughs> but women can too. I'm not saying women can't, but yeah. Anyway, besides the point, I'm going off track here. So yeah, I suppose so for you, it's probably it was probably more of a pressure on you because you're in the household with your child and you're having your normal everyday things going on yep. and then he comes into the house and now you have to not it's not that you just have to adjust to an extra person but he has to adjust to not being around all the guys and doing what he does and i suppose experiencing the things that he's experienced right that must have been yep. quite harsh it's it's it was a clash of routines and you know yes. again like talking, I when you talk like the memes come, memes, memes, whatever, how you say it, um, come into my mind, like where the mom says, oh, when the dad does it, the night routine, right? He's not doing it right. He just doesn't get it. Well, give him some time. And even yes. he doesn't need to do the same routine that you do. Maybe let him do his own routine that he has with his kids too. They're his kids too. It doesn't have to be your way all the time, you know? 
Um, you know what? I think I might just clip that part when we're done this podcast. That's the part that might get clipped. (laughs) (laughs) Because again, a lot of times you hear it's my child. It's like, no, it's our child. It's our child. We hear that so much. It's for some reason, a woman, especially if she's not seeing eye to eye with her man, it's my child. It's my, you know, but actually, no, it's not. If the man wasn't there, then he's the one that's planted the seed in you and you're the one that's growing it. You're the oven and making it and keeping it warm and letting it grow. But it came from him. That's something I have to work on because in situations like that, I get very cheeky and I know myself that she's like, oh, if it's my kid, I'm like, well, did the sugar plum fairy come down and, you know, just (laughs) magically give you this child and I had nothing to do with it. I just wasn't there at all. No, it came from you. (laughs) Yes, and... Like that language is another thing. Like yeah, you, how you how you say it, how you get your partner involved in all of that, and and again, like talking about it, saying like what you're feeling, why you're upset, why this doesn't work right now, or what you're thinking, what your expectations are. And I think that's another point, like that expectation setting, um, with you know we see what what it could look like, the ideal, the perfect world. But in the end, like I, I asked myself that question, do I want to have it perfect? Mm-hmm. No, that's no fun. That would be really boring. Like I wouldn't grow. He wouldn't grow. We wouldn't laugh together. And like we have moments where we, you know, yell at each other because of all the things that are going on. And I think it's for me, it's healthy and it's cleansing that I can get it out and he can get his frustration out. And we don't have to be, you know, dancing around the bush and not trying to make everybody or anybody feel bad because we're not anyone wrong right yeah exactly like and it's not like about who's right or wrong or whatever but figuring out like okay this is the problem yeah and now what do we do and then again do it together like figure it out and there's there's always going to be a compromise like i know i'm not the I'm I'm a bit messy. <laughs> I like to let, you know, leave things out and I know that he doesn't like it. So we have a an agreement that my office is my space. And every everywhere else, you know, we we work together and, and make it how he likes it. Because he it's our area, it's our house, it's where we are the most of the time. So that's fine. But I have still my space. <laughs> Where and I can balance it out, right? Like yes. that's how I guess you manage work and your relationship and business because you work from home. So you see your husband and then you, and then you take care of the kids all at the same time. Yeah. So it's just a matter of communication and pre uh, recording guys, she was going to tell us that she doesn't do date nights, which is very interesting because I actually want to hear more about it. Cause most people will tell them go on date nights. You know, if your wife wants you to go out and, do those things to, you know, show your wife that she's appreciating. She doesn't do those. So I actually like to hear a little more about that. I don't know what it is. Like, it was actually funny. I tell you guys too, because, you know, my husband watches reels and on social media and all the things you, you get the impression that, oh, you should go on date nights and to have a good relationship and, and keep the flame alive and all those things. And uh, he's like, we should do that. Shouldn't we? And I'm like, you don't, we? <laughs> you don't sound very convincing. Like, I don't think you believe that we should. So let's just say no. But it's like, even like when we had our first kid, like we, we do a, a lot of things like as a family, um, okay. we always include the kids um, in everything. Um, it's a big part of how we parent, of how we are as as a partner in our partnership. Um, the, but that that's what we decided how we wanted to do it, right? Um, but even like when, when Katie, our firstborn was little, uh, people, you know, asked like, should we take her so you can go out to dinner? And we did that once and we're like, we're missing her. She's a part of our life now and (laughs) she just needs to be here because it's, it's a family affair. Um, and, but we still, you know, we still get date nights and movie nights at home. Um, we still, you know, do things like that, but it's not like, like you see in the reels that, oh, and we have champagne glasses and, and roses everywhere and all of that. It's like, no, but. <laughs> not we, everybody's we, pockets are that deep, but okay. No, we, um, we, 
we have time, you know, where we talk about what is on our mind. And I think that is, okay. is our date, like where we really can say what we want to say. And we do that every day. It's Excellent. not a specific time. Well, that's massive. It to be about like going out. It can be watching a movie. It could yeah. be going for a walk. It could be, you know, just anything that's important to both of you. Because yes. one thing that I've noticed, I don't have children, but one of the biggest thing, and, and you can chime in at any time, Christina, one of the biggest things they say, you should still have time with your partner because a lot of times their lives evolve around the kids and then their relationship, like between the mother and the father gets ignored. Yes. As a mom, like in my case, I'm definitely the default parent also another phrase that gets thrown around on social media these days um where they always come to me and, and with the baby of course i'm i'm the one that is nursing her and doing all those mm -hmm. things um but it it's but it doesn't still, feel like it doesn't feel like resentment to you it feels like that's it's Look, you know what? I'm a true believer in a woman has her role and a man has his role. So mm -hmm. as a woman, you're not going to expect your other half to start breastfeeding all of a sudden. Do you know what I mean? You yes. know that's your responsibility and you can't yeah. get like, well, why aren't you doing anything? Or a lot of the time, babies just naturally want to go to their mum. So the dad could have the baby and it's not that the baby doesn't or the child doesn't love their dad, but they will cry because they still want their mum because of that bond where they grew inside our bodies. Oh, so, 100%. right. So Lord, it's just where, more of a sense of the children still need attention, but the relationship between the mother and the father still also yeah, absolutely. But what I'm saying is what Christina was saying, like, you know, she's she's kind of the she has the uh, not the it's it's over to her most a lot of the time. But that is I think that's natural where other people where as there's a lot of women who get really upset about that fact because mm. they feel like it's all on them. But that is called motherhood. That's what it's about. Whether you're, whether the dad's involved a hundred percent or he's out working or he's whatever it is, it does come back down to the mum because if a child is unwell, especially during the night, even if the dad goes to go and see to their aid to make sure they're all right, they're gonna at some point, I want my mummy. And it's not because anyone is going, well, you know, this is your job or this is your job this is just how it is and i think if there's an acceptance of that then there's no resentment from the woman in that sense and the man can get involved in other ways right yeah and i personally have a similar like very traditional view on that oh, go um, ahead. because like you know i i'm nursing her i'm not you know um doing anything else but they they said like now and my friends who also had babies were are like well the dad can get involved and i you know he can feed her at night so i don't have to be the one that gets up but you still have to pump milk so you're still gonna have to get up at some point because you cannot go eight hours especially not in the first few months without yeah. um so what's the point i'm already up so i might as well do it because exactly. uh, i don't get that uninterrupted what i what i need anyways um, but that is me again, that works for us. And, and my husband actually, like the second time around with the, with our second baby, he was like, can I do anything? Like, let me get up. Like I can do it. And I'm like, no, one of us should be able to sleep and actually, you know, stay, have that, that health part in, in that rest. Let me do it. Um, because I want to do it first of all. And, it's just how I function. Again, this is me that I'm not saying everybody needs to do that. I'm just saying that you need to have an understanding what is going to work for you and not just an expectation. So how do you carve time out just for you and your husband though? Like when the kids are playing, like how do you carve time out just for you two? Yes. Um, in the morning, uh, like when we were at actually, so my daughter is in school, the babysitter is uh, taking care of, of the little one and when we both work and then you know we have lunch dates or little okay. 
it, and it's not like an hour long and every day is the same. It's just like, hey, we text or we send a text uh, or go downstairs and visit each other in the office. Um, oh, and then at night, definitely, we we love watching movies. We love watching, you know, different um, series. So we're doing that, that time. Yeah, to have that time. Yeah, because it never yeah. has to be anything extravagant. And I always tell yeah. guys, don't if you're gonna if you're with something, it doesn't have to be something extravagant. Like guys, I've dated women. We would bond cooking, just cooking together. And that's that's another thing we do. We actually we we do cook together quite a bit. Ah, See, exactly. that's so lovely. That is your date night. So it's like you do them. You just don't do them like how everyone else is, like popping champagne and flowers, <laughs> and tuxedos and. Yeah, but are they really, Michael? Is that just a big thing out there? Like, well, she's just always... got a more traditional way that works for her and her husband. Yeah, which, which and has I... allowed them to be together for fourteen years. And I think what you're, I think what I'm really getting from this is that there's a lot of communication and a, and a lot of there's first and foremost, I think there's respect. There's you can hear that there's respect between the two of you. So mm -hmm. you guys are very respectful of one another's time, energy, um, emotions, thought process, how you how you view life, you ask each other. So I think that respect and communication seems to be like the two great ingredients within having a good relationship. And like you said, and I'm balancing it out. And And I think the other thing what you're saying is, that you're saying, look, at the end of the day, I'm awake at night anyway. I have to do this. Let me just get on with it. And then if I need you during the day and I need to take a 10-minute rest, yeah. if you don't mind, I'll, I'll call on you, you know, but I can do this and I'm happy to do this. And then he could have something else where he could turn around and say, well, actually, look, I'm already in the kitchen. I'm already, I've already started cooking something. Let me just take over. Let me just do this. You guys sit down and rest yourself, you know? So there's that uh, absolute balance going on. But like you rightfully said, and I really want people to hear this, is that it's not all roses along the way. It, there is, you're going to have arguments. You're going to have, but as long as you know, as long as that respect is there, then you're going to want to listen to one another. You're going to want to hear each other out, right? Yes. Um, well, yeah, I'm, I'm someone who, you know, takes feedback very personally to some degree. And I, you know, sometimes need to close the door and say, you know, let me sit on it for a minute because I need to think it over in my head and really understand what you're saying but right now yeah i would just yell back and it wouldn't make any sense right um but that again it all comes back what we said in the beginning like you have to understand who you are what you want what your values are and how you align and then work on that every day like there's not one day where you just let it flow and it flows in the end like but well that's what's interesting get there. because I also want to I also want to look at the aspect of lifestyles. I think your lifestyles need to match because if they don't, it throws things mm -hmm. to the left and the right and then you can never center them. Yeah. I think I I agree with you um there again, you can change lifestyles along the way, but you <clears throat> it's you both do it. You're both on the way on that road and not one going off and, and doing something completely different. Like it still has to align. Oh, a hundred percent. Like, like, let's say one person loves going to the gym and like that other person's like a gym nut. And mm -hmm. then the other person, not so much. It's, it's hard to mesh those lifestyles together because the other person is going to come to the gym, eat well, do this, do that. Because when, you, when you're dating someone or you're married to someone, your lifestyle rubs off on them. But as you said, you're ever growing and changing. So yeah. I'm, I'm sure for yourself, like once you had children, you were maybe like, hey, you know, I want to get back into shape or like whatever the situation was. And I'm sure that your husband's maybe a very active guy. Yes. Um, not so after the whole last two years and getting out of the army, but it, well, it's he was at a point. Yeah. At a point he was very active. Guy. <laughs> yes. So then he, your he lifestyle was. must've been very like, how do we. Yeah. And, and it's, it's funny actually that you say that because it was, 
we were very similar at the beginning. Like I was very active. I was doing sports. He was doing, you know, with the military being active mm. and doing all those things. Um, and then, you know, we got into a lifestyle. Like I got to work, I focused on my career and he had deployments and all those things going on. And then um, I actually had to deal with some health issues. I've, I've always, my whole life, um, I've dealt with health issues and I never focused on getting healthy. Like I was very into traditional medicine and all that, and it just got worse. And then he deployed and I looked into, you know, how do I heal myself? Wow. Um, how do I get better? Because I was, I was a very, at that point I was a very negative person. Um, I didn't, um, I didn't do anything anymore. Um, not, I wasn't active. I wasn't interested in having friendships, nothing. So I fixed that. And then when he got back, I went from like that one end of the spectrum to a whole nother level. And he ah. wasn't ready for that. And it took actually years of living it that he now understands, oh, makes sense. See, that's, yeah. see, that's why it's important because you see, you went far right spectrum and then he's like, coming back and then he's like what what happened like you went like far right like what yeah. are we doing yeah so you you also have to what what it, it sounds like a great idea for you um and i even sprung things on him like at some point i said like from one day to the next i'm i'm gonna be a vegetarian i'm not gonna eat meat anymore and he was like uh <laughs> hold on <laughs> <laughs> Like, what about all the fridge? Yeah. <laughs> so it, it took a you know a day, and then he's like, So, what does that look like with like us eating? Are we like what are we cooking two separate meals now? Or what and I'm like, No, I'm not I'm just I'm still gonna cook or help cooking, I'm just not gonna eat the meat, you know, I'm just gonna do my own thing. But you don't have to change anything. And I think that again, coming back to like talking through what that looks like and not just telling him, oh, this is the idea and this is what I'm doing without saying why you're doing it, like what inclusion, it's going to look like. Level of inclusion. Yeah, exactly. I well, think I like the best that you said that like with the lifestyle and you gave the examples because I think a lot of times like in marriages and relationships, like lifestyles do change. Like one person might be like, well, you know, I, I might want to lose weight or I might want to be a vegetarian or I might get into like personal development and the other person's kind of like, whoa, like stop the carriage like can we discuss this can we figure this out what this would look like for us yeah. i think and that's the key point what does this look like and i think if we can if we can do this with anything in our world not just relationships everything and anything that we step forward in and we make decisions to do in our in our world if we can understand what is it going to look like then you can decide, actually, I do want to do this or I don't want to do this. Because once you can get the image and you understand what goes behind that, like you knew that you wanted, so you just decided you want to be a vegetarian. Now, if you didn't know what that looked like, then you could be quite in a muddle when it comes to cooking. Because you're just like, well, I don't well, know what to do. I'm doing him in the decision by saying, but, hey, I'm going to do this. And absolutely. Going. But what I'm saying is if she didn't mm, and yeah. she didn't understand what it looked like, then you go in the kitchen and you'd be quite confused yourself because you're like, well, well he do I? He's like, oh, where's my meat? Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> you would be, but you would be too, because you'd be like, do I really want to cook this? Do I not want to? Because you haven't actually questioned that side of it, but you mm -hmm. knew this is what it looks like. I'm still going to cook the meat, still going to do normal dinners. I'm just not going to eat it, but nothing's mm -hmm. going to change in your world, which yeah. I'm a goodness. What a difference to someone coming along going, oh, by the way, I'm vegetarian. And they're standing going, uh, so what does that mean? Well, I don't know. Just means I'm vegetarian. Yeah, um, you know, <laughs> I think you, you had a great point, like saying, asking the question either when you have when you make that decision, um, be it like something really personal that you want to change. Yeah, like inclusive, inclusive, getting that buy in, getting, you know, talking about what that looks like for that person, but also asking, like, how do you feel about it? Or how can I support you that you understand how you can support me in exchange? Like all of those things, like you need to talk about it. Well, especially if it changes your lifestyle, because it's like, imagine dating someone and they tell you, well, you know, I want to be more adventurous and start skydiving and stuff. You're like, what? Like, he did that. 
you're hitting all the points actually he like we were in germany still and he came up and he's like i'm gonna go skydiving with my friend and i'm like i am scared of heights so i'm like okay you have to do that let me know what that looks like because i'm not doing this <laughs> and what did it look like though just like 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 what did it look like it's just i'm gonna go skydiving with my friends yeah he he went skydiving you know on certain weekends with his friends and I I didn't go because I first of all I was way too scared and I didn't want to see him jump out of a plane. Yeah, like, you're like, I know. <laughs> can't do that. Um, but you know, we decided that whenever he told or he told me he yeah, he made me aware like when he would go so that I could then make other plans with, with my friends at home and have the time for me and do what's important to me. See, I think that Excellent. is important. Like if you are gonna do things that might like alter the relationship they need to know because you're, they'll either be included or they're like, yeah, I'm not doing that. And yeah. I, you know, I think it's also okay that you don't need to be included all the time. You can, you are still your own person and you need to do things for yourself too. Outside of the relationship. That, and I think that's such a key ingredient again, to know that just because you're with someone, it doesn't mean you lose your identity because you're with someone. Because I've seen so much in the past where and I've probably done it in a relationship where you just follow and there's you, you're no longer you. And people around would, and I've heard people say to other people, like, since you've been in a relationship, we don't know, you know, you don't call out to us, we don't hear from you, nothing. Um, and I, I know that, like, I'm a, I'm a mother too, and I know that there's many times where I wasn't able to just go out and be with friends how everybody else could because I had and I was a single parent so it was very different for me however um I've just gone completely off my point I can't remember what no, I was I, saying I, I think I get out of here see but the thing is though you have a higher responsibility you're a mother you have a higher responsibility and it doesn't yes. mean you have to lose your identity it's losing sorry it's thank you thank when you when you're in a relationship there's certain things in marriages that you shouldn't be doing like going to the club or something like that's a little yeah. strange. Yeah, absolutely. But I think so many people do lose their identity within it and they hold on to their partner and lean mm. on their partner so much that actually it puts so much pressure and that's what causes huge, huge problems in a relationship. And then they're not understanding where the balance is. So everything you've explained so far has been beautiful, Christina, because you've been so real about it. You haven't tried to hide it and say, oh, it's just a perfect relationship. You've had your issues through it. And you still you still face little, and I suppose it's not really adversity to the point anymore where it's huge because you've got that ebb and flow going on. You understand each other, you know each other, you respect one another first and foremost. So you can have those conversations and nothing is, Nothing is out of bounds to speak about. No one feels embarrassed to say anything that they want to do something. They're going to put themselves and say, listen, this is what I want to do. It doesn't need to affect you. You can join me if you want, but this is what I'm going to do. And no one's getting upset about it. You're just being individuals and then coming together and being a couple because we're not, we are still who we are. You know, mm -hmm. we don't need to be our other, uh, our partner or they don't need to be us and just be, completely stuck together because that would just be too much i mean but so many people do it i've certainly done that in the past too and yeah. and it didn't work out and there were too many problems because like you said you put the blame on on someone else why they didn't understand why they did something uh that wasn't in, in line with what you were thinking well how could they know yeah, there's no yeah. way. and it becomes a victim mentality within yeah. a relationship right and it's always like well why don't you why can't you be like this well because i'm not like that you know i can't go people people in relationships i've seen i don't know it's i see it a lot where they expect their partners to stand on their head so many different ways to please them where it's not about pleasing the other person it's about pleasing you and then coming with the other person and helping please one another to whatever it is that works for you in your world, whether it's having breakfast together, whether it's having breakfast separately, whether it's going on date nights, whether it's having date nights in bed watching Netflix, whatever works, you know? So, yeah. Yeah, and, and you brought up a point there, like it's not about a point system, like keeping track of how much someone does 
how involved they are, you know, with the kids or how many chores they do compared to some, the other partner, like that, you shouldn't do that. Just do it because you want to do it. And in the end, you would have to do it anyways. Like even if your partner wasn't there. So yeah, just yes. do it because you do it with all of your heart and then it automatically, the partner will join in. And I and just always say, just, I always just say do it because it's duty. Like you're just duty. Like you're responsible for this whole other life. It's duty. It's not even about like me. Like I don't want to get up at 3 a.m. to change a diaper, but it's my duty. I'm going to do it. Yeah. I, I might not have the happiest look on my face, but I'm going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> so yes, I, I think when you can ex- exclude your, your feelings in those situations and understand that taking care of a child, being in a marriage, it's about duty at the end of the day. It's like it's two people committing to an ideal that we're going to build something, cooperate together mm-hmm. long term. And can we and, commit to this? And well, so what does, if you don't mind me asking, what does a typical day look like for you and your husband? How do you, oh, what one. does that balance look like? So he takes care. He gets up way earlier than me. Like I, I need to sleep sleep in as a mom I don't sleep in but I need I like I'm not the morning person like I don't jump out of bed and you see me smile I need some time so (laughs) he gives me that time right um and he takes care of you know anything in in the kitchen that hasn't been done the night before he walks the dog and he gets his gym routine in and what he needs to do for for himself right um and then we meet uh I he usually wakes um, our firstborn and I go attend to the baby, get myself ready, help my um, other daughter get ready for school. And then he takes him, her to the bus and then we go to our work, to our offices in the house. And then um, after work, you know, one of us uh, cooks dinner and we usually do it together, um, really, unless someone has to stay late for work or, uh, you know, something's going on with the kids and we have to go somewhere. But we do that and then we get some us time i would say uh and you know watch a show a day or have a routine yeah a routine or yesterday we decorated the christmas tree together you know things like that um but that's that's pretty much like our daily what is not set in stone but what what it the regular kind of typically looks like the typical time yeah to keep it efficient because at the end of the day, it's also like you guys have kids and it's not about you. Kids need routine. Yeah. So at the end of the day, it's like, okay, we have to kind of get them into this routine. And then we have our own separate routine with like work, working out, like whatever other yeah. um, hobbies and, you guys take on. And then, of course, like if, if something's going on, like uh, I need to go somewhere, he needs shopping or whatever, you know. We're flexible in terms, yeah, do we take all the kids? Do we do it all together? Or do you do it and be more efficient and get it done? Yeah, like, is it like a quick thing, like a quick yeah. comeback? And... Like, but again, like even those simple things, it's like, he asked me, like, what do you want? Like, do you want to come? Do you want to do it like a family outing to do something big and we go get something to eat afterwards? Or do you want me just to get it done? And, mm-hmm. you know, asking those questions, I think like, I've heard that before and I don't know where it came from and who said it, but questions are the answers. Yes. Mm. I love that. See, that maybe do you know what? That's powerful. Maybe that's something I need to learn because my personality is like, babe, you know, I'm a little better at this. I'm just going to go get it done, come back. But if she's better at it than me, then I'll let her go do it. So that's maybe something I could actually take away from that because I always look at it as who's better at what. Like mm-hmm. if I go to the store, I know I'm in out. Yes. I know that if 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 I'm dating a girl, she can be there for a while. I'm like, like but you know that we gotta like do hey. all these other things. Hey, you don't know, you don't know something because I tell you what, I go into a supermarket and if I I just go and get what I need and I'm out. So yeah. it's not we're not not every woman goes not into every a, woman, but a, it's like, a store I mean? and like, just stays there. I don't- I don't like lineups. So I'm like, yo, I'm in out. Like I don't, yeah, you know what I yeah. mean? Like I can't do it. I'm just like, oh man, that old lady in the front, I might throw the can of tomatoes at her. She doesn't hurry up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I can't, cause I, I'm always moving. So I guess the question for you, Christina, before we end this podcast, how do you keep it 
how do you keep everything so put together when life is so fast paced? Um, first thing, I think the biggest secret, and I had to learn that actually in my late twenties, um, it starts with you and it, it's based on the three circles living. Um, and the three circles are you and your health, mm. then your relationships, um, with your partner, with your friends, with your family, and then work. And if you start with yourself and you figure out like what we talked about earlier, what you want, what your core values are, your core beliefs, um, that you stay healthy, that you have a good routine for yourself and not just stay healthy, but you also understand when, when, when you're stressed and you can analyze like what's going wrong and then treat that and make it better and, and put it back into balance because I'm not, I'm not all the time balance. Like last night I got up three times because the baby screamed. I am tired <laughs> today. I could sleep all day. I'm, I'm far from balanced. Yeah. But I know what the problem is. I understand it. Now I figure out how I get more sleep. Well, that's why I asked you that it. question because some people have noticed, and maybe you'll have an answer for this. When things become so fast paced, they get thrown off track. Big They're just time. like, I can't handle it. I need to like. And shut down. And shut down. Yes. Um, like the biggest thing, again, it, it's hard to explain, but you have to understand how you react to when things happen uh, mm. and be in control of your reaction. Like you mm. can't control what's going on all the time. You can only control what you're doing, but how, can, how, how you are you react. reacting? And then adjust that reaction. Yes. Like, and again, I'm a very emotional person. Like you can tell, like if, if you talk to me, you see in my face first before I even say anything, like what I feel, right? Mm. Um, but you can still control that. And and even before, when, when my face is doing its thing, I can still think about and realize what it's doing. And then I can adjust. So becoming aware of what's going on and really like taking, it doesn't have to, everybody's saying like probably meditation and like, go like deep into yourself, like take a minute or two and ask yourself the question, like, you know, what is going on? What, what has been going wrong? Why am I so stressed? Ask yourself the question. You don't even need an answer. The answer will come. Just put out the question and it will come to you. Guys, I love that. That is fantastic. And I've got one other question before we, I just want the audience to know this one thing here. What do you do when an argument breaks out? Is it exactly what you just said? Understand your reaction? What happens? How do you diffuse your arguments? What, how does that, what does that look like in your household? So uh, I'm a Leo as star sign. So I'm pretty like aggressive <laughs> and I'm, you know, <laughs> letting all, I'm, I know myself to the point that I need to let my emotions out. And then my husband also knows that that is happening. And then he usually asks me the question before I can ask myself. But um, we like when it when I understand when I'm going too far and I'm like, I'm sorry, like I that wasn't supposed to come out like that. So I, I can catch myself at this point. Um, preferably at some point I will get to preventing it coming out <laughs> and, you know, hurting someone. Um, I'm not there yet. I'm, I'm still learning. Um, but really. Like it's almost like an out of yourself experience where you look at it from that perspective, like what just happened? Like how got it, did it derail like that? And then, you know, reverse engineer, like coming back to a, a, the same page. Wow. Through a conversation that you would sit through, down and have with conversation, him. And also like, that's one of, one of the biggest things I had to learn to apologize Right. So take you know, accountability. Saying, taking accountability and saying, hey, that was that was wrong. That wasn't nice of me and I shouldn't have said that. Yeah. You know? or that's one thing that. that I always tell men is don't be moved by your woman's emotions. Let yeah. her do that. You be the ship. She's going to be the ocean. That's women's emotion. They're calm. They're up there. Your yeah. job is to be the ship and steer through the storm. That's what your job is. Your job yeah. is not to be reactive, but to redirect her emotions to understand, babe, like I get it. You're feeling this way. Let her feel it. Let her be the ocean. Don't try to box the emotions. Let her feel it. 
but always be the captain of the ship every single time. Because if you jump off the ship, she'll be like, he can't handle my emotions. He's so like, whatever. But if you're, if you're very stoic and you can compose yourself as the male, as the leader of the household, she's going to be like, okay, I can be emotional, but my man knows how to redirect my emotions. And then you'll, and the woman will always come down. Yeah. And, and one thing that I've also learned, well, two things that I've heard that don't really work for me, but maybe for someone else, um, that when you know that you're emotional and how you react to those things, say that you need a timeout and you yeah. need five minutes or you need to go to the bathroom and, you know, get it out and, and try to calm yourself okay. down and, and understand what, what's going on. Um, or the other word is, um, I've heard that too, that you have a safe word in your partnership where you say, yeah. you know, pause, let's not discuss this, but let's get back. I still love you, you know, and, and get on that track that everybody still knows that, Hey, we're in this partnership. We have uh, different opinions on this. And then I, get I agree with you because I did date someone like that. And they didn't tell me that they had like a safe word when they get triggered. And we were having a disagreement. And one time she's like, cantaloupe. I'm like, I was just so like throwing off. I'm like, yeah. did you just, She's like, it's my safe word when I get really triggered and I need to calm down. I'm like, I'm like, okay. Like it threw me off because it's just, you know, like she likes cantaloupe and when she feels that she was getting a little mm. too emotional, she just screamed <clears> at <throat> me. She's like, cantaloupe. I'm like, okay. That, well, that, that diffused the situation, me. didn't it? It did diffuse the <laughs> yeah. situation because I was like, I'm like, you want a cantaloupe right now? Like, oh, refocus. And then I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah. But you're absolutely right. Like that, not one shoe fits for all. Um, yeah. So we won't take too much of your time. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I honestly hope some people took something very amazing away from it because she shared how to have a successful relationship and a successful marriage. You know what I mean? As I said, you guys are going to get to see the clipped version of it. We can't wait for you guys to see it, Christina. Thank you so much for your time. We will let you get back to the kids and get some sleep. Thank uh, you, my so much. And it was a pleasure to meet you, you as well. <laughs> Thank so you for you. joining us on our show, and hopefully we can have you back in the future. Anytime. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Take care.